Josh Allen is a big-time challenge. Uh, he's a big-time challenge because of his throwing abilities. He's a big-time challenge because of his ability to extend plays and to scramble. Um, You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. More cowbell. <laughs> that's coming up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I... He's Wolf. I'm Tony. You're in a locker room, and uh, uh, we're doing our scouting report this morning. And uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a gunslinger. Well, Josh Allen's the guy who everything runs through. Right. This whole offense. Does it not remind you a little bit of, of course, Ben Roethlisberger as a young guy? Yeah. But the way and this offense is designed through. Uh, Josh Allen, it's very Jim Kelly-ish. Yeah, you it's know, not the K gun. Yeah, but it's got elements that uh, are very similar in the sense of, you know, the way they um, they they use Josh Allen. Yeah, when uh, Josh Allen was told uh, that uh, he was compared to Ben Roethlisberger, he said, "Oh man, that's a very humbling experience." I, I, I that's I, a great I, attitude yeah, to have for a right. young guy in the yeah, league. Yeah, that's a great. Attitude. And um, you know, it, it's it tells you a little bit about his mindset, yeah. the humility, uh, humility that it takes. Josh um, Allen's a great guy. Well, the thing about it is, you you appreciate that sort of public stance because right. let's face it, you don't see that many guys who have that semblance of humility right. in the professional sports arenas yeah, of yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh Josh Allen uh was that. And he you know, we went to Montana. Yeah. Oh Wyoming. No Wyoming, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wyoming. It's out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, that was the greatest skiing when I went out to a, a big mountain. Uh, out in, yeah, it was north of Whitefish or whatever. Whitefish, big yeah. mountain. Yeah. Big mountains in Whitefish. Yes. Okay. So going out there, on the way there, you pass by this, what used to was a huge farm back then. This right. was back in my playing days. We were out there for um, Doug, uh, who was the Miami Dolphin defensive end? Doug Betters. Doug Betters. He had a skiing tournament out there. Yeah. So we go out there, and you go up this road, and Jim Neighbors had a farm there. Jim Neighbors? Yeah, had... Gomer Pyle. Did you meet Jim no, Neighbors? No, I didn't. No. I'd have name-dropped that one so fast, you would make your head spin yeah. if I had met Gomer Pyle. Yeah. You know, so I remember driving by going, gee, I wonder if we just if we just go straight down here. But you think, Jim, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> So you, you know what? But that is when I skied with um, the the guy from Coach. Yeah. Uh, Bill something or other. I can't remember, but he was, uh, you know, the the guy that. Hey, Coach, how you doing? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, when when we went to Purgatory, uh huh, as a family, uh, you know, uh, we was said, it hot? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, it was warm. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was only kidding. It was uh, in the southeast corner of Colorado right and so uh that that it was uh it was we, we were going in sweaters oh uh, did you go out in the spring yeah because yeah. spring skiing out there is supposed to be pretty cool right right right. you know and it was and when we were up in big mountain that was the, the thing that was so much fun was you start at the top and again at the top you could look into you know Canada you could you know yeah. I mean practically you know it's it's just unbelievable the view and then to the southeast you got the Glacier National Park and right all that stuff we went Flathead get, Lake well you know when we did a FCA camp up there football right. camp uh me Kobe and Leo 
and uh, Ted Peterson, uh, we uh, hiked. Uh, uh, yeah, that's when you almost killed yourself. Yeah, that's falling right. off the mountain. Yeah, I almost. You'd been like Hank Jr. <laughs> yeah, I almost fell off the mountain. <laughs> so, uh, in in looking at this, and the fact that we just reminisced our way back into. Montana, which was next right. to Washington. No, not Washington. Next to uh, uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. And and I'm not even sure it's next to Wyoming. <laughs> I don't even know my. It's next I don't to know. Wyoming. I don't know my geography out there it's, that well. It's, it's, but it's, we've really. You talk about losing a tangent there. I mean, just yeah. we went off there. So, moving back to Josh Allen, my friend. What you've seen from this guy? Remember, it was just a year ago. He was. Uh, he went something like 14 of 25 for a buck 39. When they beat the Steelers last year, you know, he just, he was average, you know, just a, a nice little 140 yard output by Josh Allen and a 17 10 win by the Buff Bills. This guy is way above that now. He should, is. Should we scout uh, Josh Allen or uh, the offensive line first? Or should, or should we just go on Josh well, Allen? Well, right now we've just started on Josh Allen. Yeah. We might as well just roll on All Josh right. Allen. So Josh Allen's a gunslinger, he can run, he's got a good arm. And he's run. He runs the quarterback draw. He's good for uh, a couple of first downs in a game. And Josh Allen is another running back. Throws the ball well. Throws uh, to tiny windows. Uh, good fakes for play action. Working on the deep ball. He's he he was working on the deep ball all last week. And uh, like Ben, he's strong. You got to stop him early. Uh, you got uh, you know, got to start him up. Well, the whole thing about him when you watch him, um, the guy's an excellent athlete. He's not a Lamar Jackson. He's not going to shake and bake you out of your boots. He's going to run the ball. He runs with some power. He reminds me a little bit of Tim Tebow. And he when doesn't he runs the slide. Ball. He doesn't slide. No, he doesn't slide. He takes the ball. He's like a wildcat back, although he's a quarterback, a fully functional. He's like a Tim Tebow throwing better. Right. I mean, he's got the same physical traits and the strong physical body. He's got the ability to run. He's rushed already for 322 yards. I think it is right. already this season. Um, and he's got to be. He's going to be a guy you got to keep an eye on. But again, he's not like Lamar Jackson. That's not yeah. the same. It's a different type of running that he does do. And you know, when he takes it, they they love run like a 17 G or 16 G. You know, they pull the center, pull the guard to that side, and right. he runs with it. That's a pretty good power sweep because you've yeah. got the back in there. And they also run motion stuff right. with the wide receivers yeah. as the counter trap yes. guys. Yes. Have you ever, I've never seen that and before. They run the counter trap. They uh, do. They but I mean, the, I'm telling you, with, and with they Gabriel the, Davis and yeah. Stefan, Stefan Diggs, are you yeah. kidding me? And they, and they run the outside zone effectively. Right. Yeah. Right. But I was really surprised because I'd not seen the use of wide receivers as a lead trapper and a second second one as a seal guy. Yeah. I, I just haven't seen it. I, yeah. You know, I don't – maybe you, you've seen a lot. I don't and, know. I've not and, seen it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Morse, uh, Steve uh, – Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse, the center. Uh, he pulls. Yeah. And uh, Ike, Ike Boder. Betker. Uh, Betker. Betker, uh, Boder, I don't yeah, know, whatever. But, but, you, but, you but, call, call him Ike. Ike. <laughs> <laughs> Call him Mike. So um, you know what? When uh, when the Steelers played, let me ask you real quick. What? You think they're going to spy him? Uh you know, I think uh, if we play man to man, they're going to spy him. 
and if we play zone, they're not going to spy. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I was sitting there, I'm trying to watch them and going, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you need to spy him, but then he breaks a runoff and you go, Right. Well, maybe they should have spied him. <laughs> I'd make a lousy defensive coordinator. No, we don't need to, we don't need to spy him. I mean, come on. He's just an average runner. He breaks one off for 20 yards and you go, what am I tie? I told you we need to spy him. <laughs> I'd be horrible. So their <laughs> offensive line, they come off the ball. They uh they have breakdowns in blocking. Uh they pull a lot of the offensive line. Yeah, and uh uh Deion Dawkins, uh how do you feel about him? Uh very head heavy. Um he's a guy that uh He's one of those maulers. Yeah. Like, if he gets you extended, he wants to snatch you and throw you on the ground and stuff like that. He's he's, he's grabby. He, he's, he's beyond grabby. He's not athletic. He's, he's, let's, let's call, he's like a lobster, okay? Yeah. I mean, he is. Larry the lobster. <laughs> Larry the lobster. He is grabbing guys and hanging on for, all, for dear life. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's a big guy. Uh, he's got decent feet, but like I said, he gets himself in trouble all the time because he he wants to get he want all these guys. Did you notice how they all jump set guys? Right. These guys don't vertical set; yeah. they jump set and they That's attack right. guys. Yeah, which ro- works really great until they it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Ike Butter uh, Butker. You can call him Mike. I got. Uh, uh, you you talked you you will. Uh, you I was watching him. him. Uh, you know Chalucci, uh, he's a big guy, strong guy. Right. These are all big, strong guys. Right. But um, you watch him; he's kind of like a cruise ship. If you get across his face in close quarters, he's he has a hard time tracking you. Uh, he turns slowly. You know, he, turning the cruise ship around is hard. Sometimes it looks like he's a cruise ship, and it's hard for him to turn in close quarters. Yeah. Um, but you know what? He's when you watch him trap. Uh, I again, I, I was amazed at this the toss 32 or 33 trap. They run, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have not seen him run with a G call, you right. know, where you got the tackle going up to the right. linebacker, you got the guard pass setting, and then going. Um, the guy, the block back by Morris, you got the trap by the, the guard. I mean, that, I mean, that's right out of the 1980s. Yeah, so Mitch Morris uh, uh, is playing center again. Uh, you know, he pulls a lot, and he's athletic. Uh, you know, he, he they they use him on pulls. Right. Yeah, and uh, John Feliciano, uh, they play. Feliz Navidad. Uh, yeah, he's he's good too. I think you know. I think he's their actually. I think he's their best lineman. Really. Right. Yeah. Um, Again, I, I started off, we had a conversation prior to going on the air. You know, we, we started off, <clears throat> we were talking about Mitch Morse, and I said, you know, I was a little disappointed because I thought, I, I had, I, in my mind, prior to this, I thought he was really, really good. Yeah. And he's good, but I didn't see the really, really good that I was thinking in my mind. And right. I'm just wondering, did I have a preconceived notion that he was better than than what he was. It's not that he's bad. He's not bad. Yeah. He's a good, good NFL center. But he's. I don't think he's Marquise Pouncey in any you, way, you shape, or form. You always have a preconceived notion. Do I? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, I have a preconceived notion that 
I preconceived on this notion. Daryl Williams, uh, the right tackle. Yeah. He's got good hands. He's got a he's a load. He's a good drive blocker. And and he uh, uh, he uh, fared well against Bosa, Nick Bosa, uh, last uh, two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. He did a good job. Um, he's capable in all all aspects of the game. To me, the, this whole line, there's more there. These guys are capable of yeah. more. The whole running game, for instance, <clears throat> excuse me. They're going to come off the ball. Right. They're going to come off the ball Sunday night. You better believe it. And I, I, I think you, you have a defense that they're they're kind of – you remember how we used to anticipate – like the Chicago Bears. Right. Remember we went into Chicago, and we were so fired up because, number one, going into Chicago – um, I loved the stadium. It had the columns. It was Soldier's very Field. Uh, yeah, Soldiers Field. The columns there, though, it was very like gladiator like. And you know, yeah. you walk in there, and there's the Bears. The Bears. You know, we played them in '86 after they'd won, and you yeah, got all you Super got Super Bowl exactly. After they won the Super Bowl exactly. And and the thing that was so cool was there's Singletary and there's the fridge and there's Dan Hampton and and all these great Richard players. Dent. Richard Dent, Otis Wilson. Yeah, I mean you can go on and on and on and and all these guys. Lover Montgomery. And you knew if you didn't come with your absolute best, right, you'd get killed, absolutely yeah. killed. And that's what made the thrill of the moment so awesome. Yeah, yeah. So the number one play. Uh, uh, Chuck was, uh, uh, gave us the three plays, uh, right. The first series. He said, Tunch, you're going to get Michael Singletary. Mm. Now that's a, that's a matchup. And so, uh, uh, we had, we ran the counter trap and Michael Singletary was looking like a Turkey and I blasted him <laughs> and, and I, I drove him, I drove him, uh, uh off the ground, uh, off the uh, drove them into the uh, pile, right? And um, we went back to the huddle, and Malone goes, "We're going to run that play again." <laughs> and so then the second time, Mike did he see you did, coming? He, he was he was <laughs> so when that he happens? was so low, he was so low, and he hit me so hard. And, oh uh, my I, goodness! I, you know. I, That's I, funny. It broke you in half. I yeah, felt like yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to break, Chaluch. Uh, we'll, we're He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. Yes. You're in the locker room. We'll be back after this. Way to go. All right. One, two, three, four. Come in here for a second, please. That that was going to be a great track, guys. What's the deal? Uh, are, are you sure that was sounding okay? I'll be honest, fellas, it was sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. <laughs> so let's take it again. And Gene, yeah, really explore the studio space this time. You got it, Bruce. I mean, really. Yeah. Explore the space. Okay. I like what I'm hearing. Roll it. One, two, three, four. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. 
presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So that was on Saturday Night Live. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's right. And the more cowbell... How about, uh, how about when Walken says, explore Chris the Walken. space? Yeah, yeah. Explore the space. Really? Explore the, yeah. explore the space. I love that. Chris, yeah. Christopher Walken was so great in that yeah. skit. It was yeah. so fun. And the look on Will Ferrell's face. Right. When he was doing this. Uh, it's And Will Ferrell was uh, cowbell. Oh, yes. He was, he was the cowbell man. Yeah. But when Walken said, when you watch that whole skit, and he is very serious. He goes, really? Explore the space. <laughs> you know, move around the studio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was, I, I just about cried right. laughing so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, oh, that was good. So I, I, good job, Jacob. Way to pull it off, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So Lee Smith, uh, uh, is there blocking tight end? The chubby Lee Smith. Yeah, the chubby Lee Smith. <laughs> as you referred to him. Well, you actually, you called him fat. <laughs> six, six, he's 6'6", six, six, 265. You like a, a guy, at least, though, he will do more than try to lean on you. Right. I mean, he comes at yeah, you. Yeah. He, he's, he's a tough guy. He's, he's physical. A, he is very physical. He's physical. Uh, he's not going to be the pass catcher that uh, Dawson, Dawson Knox is. Dawson Knox, that's a very fancy name. Yeah, he, he he scored the first touchdown last week. He's uh he he looks to be a competent pass catcher. Um you know, he's not Lee Smith in the physicality area, but he's not yeah. bad. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's bad. The other guy, Tyler Croft, I've I don't remember I don't I don't see I don't remember, I don't remember seeing, seeing him. him. But uh, that could be I just wasn't looking though. Yeah. I don't know. But I certainly think um, they got uh, three decent tight ends. Uh, Dawson Knox is, is, but as I said, he's going to be. He can be a, a matchup problem. They do some funny things with the receivers and the tight ends, you know, and, leading uh, up to block. And Andre Roberts is their best return guy. Andre Roberts he, yeah, is he's yes, a, and, and Gabriel Davis. Uh, I he liked made him. A, he made a bunch of big plays. He high points the ball, has a great. Uh, uh, catch radius and Cole Beasley throws, he threw a TD pass. He's He gets first downs like Hines. Yes, he does. Yeah, He's tough. Uh, he might be in that woodpecker lips yeah. category you always yeah. talk about. Um, you watch him and, uh, you know, he does a lot of good stuff. That I love that one throw he made. Who did he throw the ball to? Cole uh, Beasley threw the ball. On Gabriel a, Davis. It was Gabriel Davis. Okay. That was a nice throw by him. Right. And, it, you know, he's ab- obviously looked good. And you got Stefan Diggs, who he's leading the NFL. What, he's got 90 catches already? Yes. He's he's terrific. He's over 1,000 yards. You know, when when I uh, – there there's a disappointment with the receivers. They they come back and they, uh, uh, they, they don't get first downs. You know, did you see – did you notice that? No, I didn't. Yeah, they they uh, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, and they ran great routes and great hands and great speed. But uh, I remember one time Josh Allen signaling to the guy to come back. Yeah, uh, but I I don't I didn't see that as an overall thing. But that's something that you got to pay attention to. Though. Yeah, I think Stefan Diggs is absolutely great. McDermott said he's a great practice player. Who's that? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Stefan Diggs. Yes. Uh, he's he, he kind of reminds me a little A B ish. Yeah, you know, as uh, as you said, he's a great st- uh, practice player. Right, and it it shows up in his work in, in games. 
you know, he goes in into the games and he is, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, he's over a thousand yards already. Right. I mean, Gadzooks, the guy is very competent. So based on that with Josh Allen, his throwing ability, his ability to move. The other thing about it is they move Josh Allen all over the place. Right. Yeah. His launch points are as variable as is, uh, the weather conditions in Buffalo. Yeah. 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 And, you know, uh, he, he boots, uh, he play action passes right. and he, you know, he gets, uh, he gets a uh, a big drop when he uh, play action passes. He does. You know the thing about it is, and this is the thing that I I believe that's hurting us. Part of in our offense is that we we don't have any play action. Right. We shotgun. And what is it? Nearly ninety percent of the time. Right. Nothing where you're coming out from under center. And if you look at Ben's targeting, his zero to ten yards, his ten to twenty, and so forth, and how his his. Uh, you know, average goes down as you get further downfield. In my mind, so much of it is based on the fact that if you don't, number one, if you don't have a, a running game that at least makes them go through right. the run keys, these guys are automatically looking past second. If you can't pull in that linebacker group at all, they're just going to play that, that you know, uh, whatever zone drops they get and just keep their eyes on Ben. You know what I mean? And, and the defensive line, they're going to just keep going, you know, trying to play like volleyball up front yeah, and, and swat the ball. And But they don't – They they're, the pat play, what I'm saying is the play action doesn't pull the linebackers forward. At right, all. right. And that's what I think hurts Ben. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that hurts Ben. Right, uh, exactly. Because they, they drop uh, – They just drop. They yeah. get to the depth, you know, of their zone drops, and then they just put their eyeballs on Ben you and know, just watch it. Devin Singletary – had, you know he always churns his legs. Yeah, yeah, he's a churner. Yeah, he he he's a uh, butter maker. Yes, uh, cream maker out of butter, uh, or butter out of cream. I don't uh, know which it is. And he's uh, he's got a good burst. He's got good speed. He's stocky. And do you uh, think he's stocky? Yeah, he's five seven. These, is he five seven? Right. He didn't look five seven to me. He's five he just... seven two oh three. He looked good. I I didn't realize he was that small. Yeah, you know, I mean, to me, he looked regular. Yeah, which you know, like a regular five seven two or three guy. <laughs> I I guess it, the word stocky just surprised me. I know he wasn't a big guy, but I didn't. I, I just didn't think of him as being stocky. So uh, the 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 running backs are are stocky. Uh, Zach Moss is five nine. What are you saying? All run, Buffalo running backs are fat? Yeah. Uh, come on! No, I don't. I, I I'm not saying. Are you trying that, to say they're eating too many chicken wings or a little too much beef on whack? Yeah. You know a little bit of uh, you know the Buffalo accoutrements. Yeah. You know, come on. Yeah. What are you uh, trying to say? Ted's hot dogs is they're, they're just pile driving Z- it. Zach Moss. <laughs> right. Uh, five nine two oh five. He's got a good spin move. He's a good screen guy, and he's got a lower a low center of gravity, and he runs hard. I would agree, absolutely, yeah. no doubt about it. Um, I like Singletary. Yeah, um, I, I do too. I, th- I think he does a nice job in the running game. I think there's more in that running game, I, I and I'm, I'm I just don't want him to find it come Sunday night. Yeah, you know what I mean. Cam Cam Hayward talked about it too. He said, you know, these guys got more. Uh, that they can do on the ground. They're very capable. Like Geico. More. Geico. Yeah. More. More, I'm telling you. Yeah. Cover you like a blanket, I'm like telling you. Like a blanket, I'm telling you. Houston, are you seeing this? I love that commercial. Yeah, the That's offensive great. line comes off the ball. They do come off the ball, but they can be had. Um, they are powerful. They're big and strong guys. 
Um, but I think you can you can beat these guys individually. Yeah, there's no question in my mind that. Uh, I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Ike Betker, you can. Uh, I think uh, you got a nice matchup there. Um, the rest of them, you know, I mean, like you said, Daryl Williams, very competent. Uh, I think John Feliciano is uh he's a good grabber he's yeah. another snatch and pull guy yeah, yeah. these guys are really good grabbing yeah uh daryl williams i think uh i want to see him against tj watt it's gonna be it that's be a gonna good be a, that's gonna I be think. a good battle yeah Deion dawkins um you got a chance here's the thing alex Highsmith. um tape your jersey down yeah <laughs> make sure you got two-way tape uh, De- Dion gets out there and he, uh, he is very familiar with the habeas grabus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but, um, also you look at, uh, I, I'm a little worried defensively for us because of the fact now you got Vince going on COVID. Um, so he's not going to be in that game. Yeah. And that's a problem because now we're down to Avery Williamson and, and Marcus Allen. Right. And um, that's not a lot of reps by either guy in this defense. Right. And uh, do you think they might bring up Yuli? Yeah, they, they might bring up Yuli. He's been practicing, you know, and they, I don't know. I hope. It would be nice. I mean, yeah, it would seem Yuli. to be a solid move. Yeah. Um, but Yuli's back issues, whatever they may be, um, that, you know, hopefully he's he's getting over that. I had such hopes for the young man, really watching him. And his, his his tape, watching him last year in his special teams before he got put down, um, you know, on the on the IR, uh, he's such an explosive kid. Yeah, you know, and um, fast. He's very fast, and he just he's one of those guys that had a knack for big plays. You know, I was talking to uh, Maverick Wolfley, who played with him over in Akron. Yeah, you know, and. Um, and he, he just had such high words of praise for Yuli. Yeah. His leadership skills, his coverage skills, you know, his uh, overall linebacking skills and big play and explosiveness. And so I was waiting to see it really happen. And you see glimpses of it, but you did not see it really come together in the fashion that I'm sure that Yuli would like to present. You know, I think the Steelers should have kept Tyler Matakevich. Well, you he's, know, uh, he's, he's up, up there. He's, he's in a Buffalo yeah, Bill. He's, he's up with Dirty Red is, yeah. is there doing the job. And Dirty Red is, uh, uh, you know, he's squad monster. He's uh, sees He's core the, special teams. He sees the, fail, the field well. Yeah. And uh, he diagnoses plays well. You know, I, I don't know if it was a numbers thing. I don't know if it had to do with, you know, uh, picking Yuli over uh, Tyler Matakevich. I know that Kevin Colbert loved the kid. Yeah. You know, thought very, very highly of yeah. Tyler and his, his body of work. I also think, if I recall, that the uh, the price you got from the Buff Bills was considerably higher than what the right. Steelers were willing to part with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and, so, uh, and maybe maybe they threw in some extra duff wings and anchor bar wings. and <laughs> You know, there's great food in Buffalo. Yeah. There really is. Right, right, right. You might right, have noticed right. I, I like to, you know, swallow and, a lot of uh, my aggression with a lot of pizzas. You might yeah, say. that's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> John Candy. Yeah, oh, I love John that. Candy and Stripes. Oh, that was such a great yeah, moment yeah, in the movie. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, Tyler would have been great. You'd love to have him right now, wouldn't right, you? Right, yeah. I mean, you're sitting there, you're looking, you're going, oh, we're down to two inside linebackers, and one of them's a converted safety. Right. Wouldn't you love to have Dirty Red there in the event of, or, you know, it, actually to start? Uh, it would have been great, but uh, it is what it is. Football in uh, 2020 is a... Uh, it's a tough. It's tough to foresee down the road what you need. So, how good are the um, uh, hot wings at the oh, Anchor Bar? They're so good. It's they the mecca. So good. Yeah, that's the mecca it, where they all began back in the fifties. It, 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 and beef on wax. Oh, beef on wax. The only thing I, here's the thing about it is Wait, the salt. We, no, who has the beef on wax? Everybody's got it. They're all over the place. It's like Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can get those in a number of places. Um, and the thing is about it, what to me, what makes it special is when they have the, the horseradish that, yeah. that like, lights up your whole, you know, sinuses. So it looks like you're crying, you know, when you're done. You're like, wow, that was good. That was awesome. But then there's Ted. So I got to you, you get a, uh, you've got a. When when we go back to your house, right? You got to get me Ted's hot dogs. Okay, uh, little beef anchor, on whack action. The, the anchor bar. Well, also Duff's. I'll yeah. give you what I got to do is get Duff's and anchor bar, and then you have them. You try them out both. And and uh, beef on whack. Oh no no whack beef on whack whack Kimmel whack bun beef on whack. Yeah whack no whack whack. All right, you got that. All right, let's go to break, Jaluch. <laughs> All right, he's Wolf. I'm Tudge. You're in a locker room, and he's still looking for beef on whack. And we were lo- <laughs> we're looking for beef on whack and uh, <laughs> the Anchor Bar <laughs> chicken wings. One, two, three, four. It doesn't work for me. I gotta have more cowbell. Don't blow this for us, Gene! Could be be so selfish, Gene. Can I just say one thing? Say it, baby, just say it. I'm staring here, staring at rock legend Bruce Dickinson. The cock and a walk, baby. And if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Say it, baby. And Bobby, you are right, I am being selfish. But the last time I checked, we don't have a whole lot of songs that feature the cowbell. I gotta have more cowbell, baby. <laughs> and I'd be doing myself a disservice and every member of this band if I didn't perform the hell out of this. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Thank you, Bruce. I think if- I think if I, if I just leave and I'll, maybe I'll come back later and we can lay down the cowbell. Come on, baby. Gene, wait. Why don't you lay down that cowbell right now with us together? <laughs> Do you mean that, Eric? Oh, yeah. Speaks for all of us. Thank you. Babies. Before we're done here, 
y'all be wearing gold-plated diapers. What does that mean? Never question Bruce Dickinson. Roll it. One, two, three, four. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. More cowbell. Oh, that killed me. Yeah. That was absolutely hysterical. I love that. So, let's, let's go to their defensive oh, uh, uh, My abs are cramping. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I don't have so, abs. So, uh, Jerry Hughes, I think, is their best pass rusher. No He's question. He's got great hands. He's got a great upfield rush. Uh, and uh, he he can bull he can bull rush too. He is very very capable. He can come up and catch the corner, run the arc on, right. over, around the back. He also can cut uh, make a hard break inside. Right, come inside with a great inside move. Uh, I I think a lot of Jerry Hughes. I think I, it's kind of funny because you look at some of these guys, and this is what um, this is what stood out to me. You know, on that side, all right. You've also got besides the six two Jerry Hughes. You got Trent Murphy, he's 6'6". You got Daryl Johnson, a 6'6 guy. You got some guys, in other words, that can get their hands up in the air. Uh, Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver is a 6'1 guy. Yeah. You know, but, but he's inside. He's a good boy. I'm talking about what I'm talking about with the Daryl Johnson and the Trent Murphy, again, the 6'6 guys that get their hands up. I'm just wondering. Right. It just given the, the success last week that, uh, you know, the opposition had and, and swatting the ball. You know, the Washington football team with Montez Sweat and those guys getting their hands up in the air. I just wonder how much the Bills are going to take a look at that and say, all right, we got to do the same thing. So, you know, Ed Oliver has a good bull rush. He's got good hands, good hand placement. and oh, he's got uh, a heck of a club. Yeah, yeah, he's got a Vicious. heck of a club. Yeah. Did you see him club the one guy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he went back. Car wheeled him. Yeah, it was like he looked like Joe Frazier throwing a right, hook. Right, right. I was right, impressed with that. Right, right, right. And Vernon Butler, uh, he's got a good spin move. How about uh, his fact he's 6'4", 330? Yeah. He he don't look 330. Right. He's a big boy, but he he, he's, he looked very athletic. He He looks strong. Very strong and very athletic. I was really surprised by his movement. What do you think of Mario Addison? I like him. Yeah. I think he's got a nice swim. I think he's got a good uppercut. Uh, he's he's a good player. Yeah. He's not a great player, but, you know, he's one of those guys that, um, you know, if you've got on the other side Jerry Hughes, who's, you know, the guy gets after it in the sacks, um, then, you you know, you got to have somebody commensurate on the other side who's able to get up the field. He gets up the field. I don't yeah. see him as being a killer, you know, but uh, he's still very capable. And they come up with uh, 57, A.J. Epinesa. He, he does some good work. Uh, He's another, A.J.'s another 6'6 guy. He's not anything yeah. great. But here's the problem again. It's it's all these 6'6 guys, and I'm wondering what they're going to do with them. Right. You're, you know? You, you think they're going to knock down the ball? I, I, well, I think what you – again, here's the problem. When you don't run the ball, these guys don't go through their run keys – they automatically get into pass rushing protocol. They also understand the RPOs, and Ben gets rid of the ball so quickly yeah. that you take a couple steps. If you don't have a guy beat right away, you get locked onto Ben's eyes. Right. Get your hands up. The linebackers, they don't come forward. 
they they hang out and their their depth drops. All this adds up to creating those short passing schemes that if you keep dropping the ball before you run with the ball, you got major issues. So, you know, when we played, uh, Raleigh Dodge would say, when the guys jump, slam them. Right. Uh, but they don't do that. Well, here's the here's the thing about it. You don't even have enough time to, unless you cut them right away. Yeah. You're only talking 2.05, uh, 2.25 seconds. Yeah. I mean, 1,001, 1,002. You know, I mean, it's like you'd like an extra beat there to, like, punch and then cut. You yeah. know what I mean? Something like that that gives you a little more time so that you can get their 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 focus on your hands, up upper body. If they see you cut right away, they'll jump. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's, it's kind of – it's a fine line you're walking there. And I think, again, being able to go under center and trying to run the ball would, would be – so much better than going shotgun 85, yeah. 80, and 90% of the time. So Daryl Johnson's another 6'6 six, six guy. You know, uh, they, they have some some big boys. Yeah, you know? Daryl um, Darryl Johnson uh, drops off on coverage, and uh, uh, he's got a good spin move. He does. Uh, and uh, uh, Justin Zimmer penetrates well. Yes. And Harrison Phillips is another defensive lineman. He's had knee injuries coming back from that. Uh, he's starting to round into shape a little bit, but he's not the same player that right. he was before. Yeah. Um, they've got some good people up front. Right. You know, they'll get after it. They're 12th, I think, in, in pass rushing. Um, you know, it's not like they're they're not uh, the top three killers out there, but at the same time, they're still competent, and they still come after you. But they have issues. Yeah. You know, uh you know, they, defensively speaking, they're, they're linebackers. You know, Tremaine Edmonds is good, and they move him around. Oh man, AJ he, AJ he, Klein is good. A, a, you know, they they move their uh, linebackers around. AJ Klein is uh, uh, Tremaine Edmonds and AJ Klein. Uh, when the, they uh, it's third and long, they line up in the A gaps, and it's uh, third and short, they line up on the end of the line. It's funny because so much I I saw Tremaine lining up as a as an outside he he does well. Out He's there. a beast. He is. He's six five, two fifty. Yeah. You know, I mean Terrell's old. Is it older or younger? I can never yeah, remember. Yeah, it's older. His older brother. Yeah. Tremaine's the older brother. Okay, so Tremaine, uh, you watch him out there. He's very physical. It covers well. He's got a good nose for the ball. Yes, he does. Um, he's got a long hairdo like his brother. <laughs> and, he, and he's got a good. He's a good blitzer. He lines up on the uh, uh, line of scrimmage, and uh, he hugs up and attacks. He does. Yeah. No doubt about it. Now, sometimes in close quarters, he's got a little bit. Of, he he's had he whiffed on some tackles. Watching that's something I heard. I've heard that he's had a shoulder issue, which yeah. creates for him a problem in yeah. reach. He, and that's what I think last is— Last year. Last right. year, well, the beginning of this year. Yeah, I think I think whatever is going on, he might still have a little bit of issues with it. Um, but he he is such a great athlete watching him cover ground. He right. really he is, he is impressive. Uh, A.J. Klein, what would you think about A.J. Klein? Hey, he can run, he can tackle, he's physical, and he's a smart player. What about uh, uh, Taron Johnson, 24? Uh, Interesting guy. He's he's that Nickelback guy, but uh, he's 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 a tough guy. Yeah. He reminds me of Mike Hilton. 
Yeah, good hands, good tackler, good cover guy. Yeah. Uh, reminds he, also he can blitz. Yeah, you know he gets in the mix of the box. He yeah. does some things. So, I thought my mind thought mm, this guy he's got a little bit of yeah uh, Mike, Mike Hilton. Hilton type qualities yeah. to him. Yeah, absolutely. What'd you think of Levi Wallace? Uh, Levi Wallace, that cornerback. Uh, yeah, uh, he's a good tackler. He's got to be. He he runs stride for stride with the. Receivers. But he's got to be a good tackler. Yeah. They target him like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he had. I, I guess uh, we can ask Bruce about him, uh, Levi Wallace, because uh, for Pro Football Focus, but um, he's been targeted a lot because you know you got Tre'Davious White on the other corner. Yeah, so he's obviously one of those guys that you want to get away from, steer steer the ball away from, and so Levi Wallace. Uh, I think the he was targeted nine, uh, twelve times. Last I feel like week. Tre- Tre'Davious White was playing safety. I, I saw him as a corner. They got him listed as a corner on the maybe I don't know that he's play safety. They got Micah Hyde and Jordan Jordan Poyer as the two yeah. safeties. So regardless of uh where they are, they're all in the secondary. That's that's right. a good secondary. Yeah. Micah Hyde's pretty good. Jordan Jordan yeah. Poyer. They both fly around, they hit. Um and Micah Hyde strips the ball. He's a good tackler. Mm-hmm. Um he, he strips the ball. No question about it. Um, just by and large, this defense to me, they're they're an active group. Right. They can come after you. I'm interested to see what they're gonna do. Uh basically when when you have a football team like Washington comes off and says, you know, they've been exposed, Baltimore exposed them. You see what Baltimore they knocked some balls down, you see Washington knocked them down. Uh, I wonder what the Bills are gonna do and how they're going to implement the same sort of thing, if in right. case that can happen. Yeah, so. if they play it like the Redskins, yeah, or not the Washington football team. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't you dare say that. Okay, I think it's time to go to break. Did you say all right? Yeah, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna get Bruce Kradkowski uh, after the break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. Hey. All right. All right. All right. Gentlemen, start your You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, uh, Wolf and I were just looking at a Facebook uh, picture, picture of Steve Corson. Steve Corson. Wow. And he was shredded. You know, and, I miss Steve. Yeah, I miss you Steve. Know, there's just a lot of guys yeah, that, yeah. that we've played with. and right. You know what? Uh, 
We've, thank we've God, lost. Thank Webby. God we'll see him again. Yeah, Webby. You know? yeah. We'll see him again, Jalouch. Webby, Steve Corson, yes. Dwight White, Elsie Greenwood, right. Steve so many. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, we roll on because we got the big G in the house. That's right. We got big Bruce Kratkowski and the living legend. Uh, <laughs> Bruce, welcome to the locker room, brother. Hey, what's up, guys? I just, I just want to let you know what we've been jamming to at the Gretkowski household is a little Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We'll get that for you the next time. Oh, tell me that's not one of the best jams. Yeah, you know, yeah. Done on it. Yeah, it really is. You know, we. It, I don't know if you heard any of the show before, but we started off with the Grim Reaper. Then we went to the Saturday Night Live skit of uh, More Cowbell with Christopher Walken. Yeah. Oh, is that tremendous? <laughs> oh, we're just. I'm splitting a gut this morning. More Cowbell. Uh. Uh, you guys are the best. Uh, Brucey, I, I saw you um, uh, with uh, Missy on uh, the scouting report uh, uh, Hey, is, this is that your personal house there? Because it was very That's impressive. My, your personal studio there? That's my house, guys. I had to fix it up during the COVID. You know, make a little nice little studio for myself. My wife wants to kill me. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm going, look at that, man. That's a real pro. He looks like a real pro. I'm sitting in the room, you know, and I, I got, I get, it was so funny because I interviewed uh, Vince Williams yesterday. Now Vince is on the COVID. Yeah. The dog was barking in the background and everything. I'm like going, Man, Bruce has got it all together. Yeah, Me, I, I'm like, uh, you know, uh, like a walking dumpster fire, man. Yeah, you know, um, Brucey, I, I heard you say the Steelers have to have explosive plays. Uh, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so the Steelers have been, like, I look at their offense, right, and people are giving them a hard time. Uh, ben has played to the strength of the football team, right? Good defense, protect the football, be efficient, get the ball out of your hand, don't take sacks, and he's done that. Now, where they've kind of lacked is explosive, explosive pass play percentage. They're 28th for us in our PFF data. Now, mm. what I mean by that is plays that are 15-plus yards or more in the passing game. And that's where the Steelers kind of – they're only 28th right now. You know, you have Houston and – KC, the Lions, they're, they're the top three teams. And the Steelers are 28th uh, in pass yard per attempt, at like six, around 6.1 or so. But, you know, I don't look at the pass yard per attempt as a negative as much as the explosive plays. Like when you get an opportunity uh, to hit an explosive play, you have to hit it because of how much quick passing game is going on right now, right? The quick screens to the receivers, right. quick game, he's getting the ball out of his hands. But when he has, like, the sluggo uh, to the running back, you know, those were just ones you have to – just because, I mean, look, you know, Ben, we, we expect a lot from Ben. You know, he's a right. future Hall of Famer. And, and th th those kind of throws downfield, I know he can hit. And we could say, oh, you know, who's the, you know, who's the running back he's throwing to? Why, you know, he's never part of the pass game. Well, you know, he also had uh, Chase Claypool one-on-one -on -one up top, if you want to take that matchup. So I just think, you know, the, the scrutiny on the offense – is fair, you know, because you do have to create and, and hit the explosive plays, whether it's catching the football, whether it's a missed pass, whether it's offense line holding up for enough time to make the play downfield. So everything plays into one. And I think everyone's been uh, waiting for the Steelers to, to hiccup, right? I mean, you, you're undefeated in the season. The microscope's on you. 
the bullseyes on your back. Right. People want to see you fail. And I think the Steelers have done just such a good job of staying steady through the whole course of the season and finding ways to win that don't change yourself now, you know, and Tomlin won't. I mean, he stays steady through all this, and I think they will, And you know, because I also have a lot of faith in the defense and what they've been able to do this year. Yeah, uh, Brucey, you, you talked about the PFF, uh, and uh, what, what ranking was, uh, was that? Yeah, so our pro football focus, like, so when I go to our explosive pass play percentages, the Steelers are 28. And then when I go through, you know, average yards per pass attempt, they're 28. So they're down the line in that area. But then when I go to the defensive side of the ball and I do some plays and it's, it's like, oh, let me see their successful uh, pass play percentage or uh, still sticking with the offense, um, you know, successful play percentage. The Steelers are like 23rd. You know, you got KC one, Buffalo, the Bills are actually two. And that's still talking offense. Now, when I look to the defensive side of the ball, though, you know, and I go to successful plays allowed, Steelers are number one with the least the least amount of successful plays allowed. And then they're number one in total pressures generated. So there's a lot of good things. I mean, there's also a lot of good things to like offensively, but I'm saying they're playing, you know, you, you got to play to your strengths as a team. And I think that's what the Steelers offense has been doing. Let me ask you something, Bruce. What does it do to the passing continuity when you get so many drops? I mean, think about it. Yeah. You've got a situation where if you're lacking explosive plays, but then you've got that many drops, you're increasing the pressure on second down or, or third down Absolutely. because you, all of a sudden that short passing game is now a longer passing game, but you've not predicated that by setting it up with the run at all. No, you're absolutely right. And that look, when Ben leads the NFL right now with drop pa- drop passes, that's catastrophic. And during a game, you could say, "Oh, that was first down and ten, or that was second down and eight. Right. But those move the chains. Those get you in better better positions. You know, if it's first down and ten, and you catch the ball. Now it's second down and three, second down and four. Now your whole playbook's open. So you, you know, we're giving the Steelers' offense a lot of grief right now, but there's there's a lot that can, you know, turn around in a week. You know, I mean, it's just the lack of concentration. When you drop footballs, it's a lack of concentration. There's not one receiver on the Steelers roster that doesn't have the ability to catch a football and make plays after the catch. So, you know, that's why Tomlin could hold him to such a high standard. So it's a great point by you that it is. I mean, those drop passes are huge because now you're looking at second down and 10, third down and 10, and, you know, through the course of the game, those add up. You know, I have my moments. They're few and far between. Yeah. But I have my moments. <laughs> now, Bruce, the, the thing about it is, what what do you – what is a quarterback, how much do you go – because Ben is – Ben's standing up saying, he's. I got to throw better footballs out there. I got to make better passes. Um, yeah. But how much behind the scenes do you got to go uh, – a guy like Ben got to go, hey, hey, guys, I can't hand it to you. You got to do something yeah, here. You right. got to help me out. So I, I, I t- totally agree. You know, you, you stand up, you take the bullets in front of, in the public. But at the same time, a guy like Ben, he's the leader, the face of the club. At some point in time, you got to say, hey, you, you guys got to help me out here. Yeah, no, for sure. I think Ben's been handling this season unbelievable. Yeah. You know, being the, locker, being the leader behind the scenes in the locker room with the young receiving core, but also in the media, you know, take, you know, falling on the sword, you know, Hey guys, I have, I have to be better. I have to play better. I have to hit the passes. Yeah. 
And then, you know, and that, that has, that builds a confidence in, in the team room and right. meeting rooms for Ben to say, Hey, Deontay, come on, man. We got to catch these, you know, a Ebron, let's go, man. You got to catch us. They're not hard catches. I mean, Ebron's right over the ball and he drops it. I mean, that's an yeah. easy catch for six, seven yards. Um, and those things, those things add up. So I think Ben's handling it the right way. And I also think, look, guys aren't trying to drop the ball, you know, so it's just kind of focusing in. Now you don't want to overthink things. You want to just continue to, to practice, work on your craft, maybe hit the jug machine a little bit after practice, right. but you can't overthink it, you know, cause that's all of a sudden, then you start pressing now, now you're thinking too much, but it's, Hey, secure the catch before you try to run, secure the catch before you think of your next move, right? Because as young receivers too, you're thinking about before the snap, when you line up, you're like, okay, where's my split? Where do I line up? Do I have a motion? What's the coverage? What's my route? Do I have an adjustment? You know, and then all the balls snap. Now you're working the defender. Now you're getting in the hole. Now all of a sudden, boom, the ball's on you, and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to make this guy miss after I catch it, and then you drop it. So it's just it's just a lack of concentration that comes up. So, uh, you know, Brucey, you, you played in the West Coast offense. Uh, when drops occur and uh, knockdowns occur, uh what effect does that have on the drive? Yeah, I mean, I think it's huge because you talk about the West Coast offense and the quick passing game. You know, those are an extension of your running game. Yeah. So it, it, it would just be like handing the ball off on first down and 10 and, you know, you're not getting any yards. And so when you go quick game and you're dropping passes on first down, mm. take it down, that's just keeping you behind the chain. So I think like when we talk about West Coast offense, a quick passing game and everything like that, it just keeps you gets you behind the chains when you're dropping passes. You can't get your offense into a rhythm. Bruce Montez, Sweat, and Chase Young came off the field. They said uh, it's been exposed. They, they've got something, some sort of read on what's going on offensively. Do you think – do you think that it would, there's a lot of balls being batted at the line of scrimmage, and I get with the RPOs and all that, but to me it's almost like now if you don't establish that run game, you've got you – don't, you don't even make the defense, the front end of it, have to go through their run keys. And then these guys know Ben's getting the ball off in two seconds or less. So if you're not going to have an automatic uh, path to the quarterback, stop, find his eyes, and get your hands up because they've tipped a lot of, lot of footballs. No, absolutely, and, and that's the quick passing game. You know, and Ben's in the shotgun a lot. I mean, he's he's the quarterback with the most attempts from the shotgun, mm. and then Patrick Mahomes the second. So you figure the defense lines up, you know where Ben's going to be. So now all of a sudden, the run game's a little bit different. The the running back's course changes, and you don't you can't establish that kind of downhill running as much as you would like from the shotgun okay. that you can from under center. Now, you know, you see the Ravens doing it, and they can and all that. But, you know, it's not kind of how the Steelers' offense is built. And then you have some play-action pass that you could build off of the run when you're under center. So I think that kind of hurts a little bit. When pe- when teams talk about they, they have a feel or they have, you know, the Steelers' tendencies down, they probably just mean, look, Ben's getting the ball out of his hands quick. Right. We've got to get our hands up. I mean, when you're playing any quick passing game team, the defensive line understands we're not going to be able to get to the quarterback for how fast he gets the ball out, but we got to try to get there. And on our way there, let's see his eyes. Let's see the ball. Let's get our hands up and try to knock a few passes down. And teams have been a little successful at it, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, Ben's been pretty efficient. He's been protecting the football 
for the most part. And that's, I mean, that's what you want, man. You have a good defense behind you. You don't have to do it all. So uh, what do you think of Josh Allen as a quarterback, uh, uh, Bruce? I think Josh Allen's been playing really well this year. I mean, I think Brian Dayball has set him up for success. They're uh, like number two in the most play-action pass attempts. You know, Josh Allen this past week uh, was our number four, uh, had our number four passing grade, best passing grade with 91.9. He had five big-time throws and one turnover-worthy play. And he also graded really good on the move. He was our one, number one uh, top grader. Him and Rodgers were tied uh, throwing on the move. And that's where Allen can be dangerous. But he also can turn it over. You know, when you talk about when we talk about these turnover-worthy plays, their interceptions, their fumbles in the pocket, it doesn't even have to be intercepted. It could be a ball thrown in harm's way that a defender drops or has a chance on that he doesn't make the play. And Josh Allen is second most behind Carson Wentz in the most turnover-worthy plays this year. So, you know, the Steelers have a good opportunity this week to get their their hands on some footballs. And, you know, but on the other side, Josh Allen and Cole Beasley, they've been hooking up nice. And like I said, with a play-action pass, that's where the Bills can hurt you. Uh, and I think the Steelers, at times, you know, you got to watch those deep crosses. You got to watch the play-action pass and how they kind of dump it over the linebackers. And I expect to see a lot of that from the Bills this weekend. Bruce, I got to ask you something. If you're Brian Dayball, uh, you take a look at the Steelers' defense. You see high-intensity defense. The first thing you look at and go, "Well, Vince Williams is down. He's on the COVID list." You're looking at Avery Williamson, who just got here a couple of weeks ago. You're looking at Marcus Allen, a converted safety. What does that do to an offensive coordinator when he cites maybe uh, a suspiciously thin inside linebacker grouping? Yeah, now I'm talking. I'm now I'm thinking shifts, motions. I'm running the same concepts, but I'm going to make the defense think. I'm going to make them try to communicate uh, because last week I saw. Uh, uh, Avery Williamson busts on a play, you know, right. gave a wide open uh, pass downfield and think it was a touchdown. And, you know, so those things tend to happen when you have to, when you have to communicate when uh, teams are in bunch sets or snug formations or stack or motions or running backs out of the backfield. And so, that, you know, that comes into play, you know, with Dayball this week, I think they've done a good job with those type of things. And now you're thinking, okay, they're lacking a little bit of depth here. Let's try to attack them. Let's attack them in the middle of the field. Let's attack over top of them. And that's where the play-action pass game comes into play. So let me ask you this then, all right? If if you're Keith Butler, what are you going to do to kind of make sure that you get your, you got your best foot forward come the final look that you have pre-snap? Rush the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, the, the oh, the oh day, that it were that simple, right? Hey, at the end of the day, TJ Watt, can you save us, man? Can you jump up and <laughs> intercept the ball? Or... <laughs> but I think, you know, the Steelers overall, their defense has been just awesome this year, you know. And I think with these guys filling in, the culture, the energy is really good on defense, that they're going to fill into that. And now when you talk about guys maybe in different positions or, you know, backups playing, now you just have to be detailed. Now you have to do your job. Maybe you don't give as many different looks but you know your guys are going to do their job and be in the right position. Because at the end of the day, you just want to do your job. You don't have to make the phenomenal play every time, especially with the defense and how the Steelers' defense has been playing. Just do your job. And I think that would be the message if I was Keith Butler this week is, hey, let's be in our gaps. Let's do our assignment. Be on your man. 
let's communicate, make sure we're in the right coverage, right? You know, calls. Because, you know, a lot of times, guys, what happens is even if you're in the wrong defense versus a, a look you should be in a different defense on, right. as long as everyone knows the call, you can make it work. And yeah. that's kind of how I feel offensively as well. So I really just feel this week it's super important with being on the details, communicating, and, and just doing your own assignment. So, Brucey, we'll, we're Wait, out of time. Yeah, but I got to read, I gotta read the, 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 uh, the ad here, okay? Yeah. So hold on, Bruce. Subscribe yeah, to Sirius XM's best package. All access, all Bruce, and get your first six months for 50 bucks. Fees and taxes apply. See offers de- details at SiriusXM.com slash scouting. All Bruce Gridkowski because he is the big G. He is the yeah. great one. We love you, Bruce. Thank you so much for coming Thank on, you, man. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, we, we love you, buddy. Hey, I love you guys. Turn a little Bruce Springsteen on. Here comes Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll do that next week, brother. Tell you got your, it. Tell your mom and dad hi. I will. I will, brother. Have a good weekend, guys. <laughs> Thank right. you, bud. All right. Bruce Gretkowski. You, know, you know, that's just the big G. Yeah. you love that guy. Yeah, All yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room, and uh, we're not going to hear Bruce. Bruce uh, Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Quality secondary uh, with big time depth. Uh, can't say enough about White uh, at the left cornerback spot. Although he does match up from time to time, this is a guy who's been one of the top interceptors since he's been in the league. Uh, he's on a tear right now. I think he's got three or four in the last month. Uh, we got to do a good job of minimizing his impact on the game in that way. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. That was Mike Tomlin talking about Traverius White. Tradavius. Tradavius. We got to get that name right yeah, before yeah, Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tradavius. Okay. Tradavius. Uh, but we need more cowbell. Yeah, no more cowbell. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I gotta go now. I gotta go watch that the the skit. Yeah. And watch that on what is it, YouTube or whatever yeah, yeah, Jacob yeah, yeah, pulled yeah. it down from? Because that was just too funny. All right, so let's go to the phones. Danny in Long Island. Danny, welcome to the locker room, brother. Good morning, boys. I had so much fun on my first phone call talking about Pat Benatar. I thought I'd revisit that. <laughs> so what do you think about Christopher Walken, Blue first Oyster Cult, and more cowbell? I'll give you the Christopher Walken is the most underrated actor of the 20th century. Right. He steals every scene he's ever been in from 
Uh, oh, I'm not even going to start how many great movies he's been. Right. He, you, those, those semi-professional actors in Saturday Night Live were just staring at him in disbelief. looking Because I guarantee when he said, work the room, that was off script. Oh, that it's that funny. Go with it. Because they, they were just... So anyway, how good does the coffee taste the morning, the, the morning after Bill Belichick looks confused and disoriented on the sidelines? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good morning, wish, my friend. Oh, it's, I wish for every 30-year-old Patriot fan with their little Brady jerseys, I wish you nothing but 30 years of misery. You've had enough fun now. <laughs> the pit of misery. Dilly, dilly. I want to live, <laughs> live long enough that when the Steelers are playing the, the past 5, 10, 15, 20 years now, I don't have to worry about getting a ticket. The, the place is empty. The Pats have been so bad for so long, nobody goes. <laughs> they've, had, they've had enough fun for one lifetime. <laughs> You know, you are not too embittered, are you, my friend? Yeah, Danny. <laughs> oh, they've, had, they've had enough fun. That snobby-looking face. I can't even eat white clam chowder anymore. It pisses me off. <laughs> I, can eat clam, I can eat white clam chowder. Oh, there's no oh, doubt. Yes. Day. All right. I, uh, listen, Wolfie, this is for you. I, I left the house at, at 5 o'clock this morning and turned on the slow cooker. When I walk in the door at 7, uh, 6 o'clock tonight, the smell of pot roast and all oh. the things will be filling when you open the door and you're just overwhelmed with the smell because no one's been home for 10 hours oh my man, question to you I is how that. many pillsbury muffins right out of the oven are you good for six how many, how many oh easy you know? a half dozen easy a half dozen just but to stop up the gravy you you know you gotta have a, a roast beef sunday have you ever had that I'm, I'm, well, first of all, I'm, I'm Italian by birth. Right. So Sunday is just usually macaroni. You know. No, no, no. A roast possible. beef Sunday. I mean, here's oh. here's here's what you do. Is that you a good so dish? this yes, this is this is a wolfly dish. Okay, my sister Lenny Ray makes this. You have yourself this roast beef that's been like you just 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 slow cooked and everything and it's falling off the bone right then you get yourself okay. some red skin potatoes with garlic in it all right so then you got garlic potatoes you take the roast beast you put it on top of the potatoes then you come with all this gravy that's been just you know circulating in that pot and then you, you gravy it up however the, the the my mom does it right then you put down a dollop of you got uh, uh the what is it the uh, sour uh, the sour cream right and then you put on a red tomato like a cherry on it and you got yourself a wolfly uh what's that roast beef sunday oh it's awesome Danny, I I, I, I I will go with you. I, I'll I'll I'd like to go with you with pasta. I would just say this when you when Wolf's give me a recipe, he doesn't have to mention garlic because I'm Italian. I practice garlic on serious. That's right. You're that's, so, just added to, that's just added to everything. That's like piling on. Sorry about that. Well, that's okay. Well, listen. Uh, so getting on to the game now. Uh, first of all, I want, I'm, I'm going to enjoy. Brownies, Ravens. Um, obviously, very rare situation. We actually be rooting for those dirty birds to win because we really, I really want the, right. the, Raven, the uh, Brownies off our back. And we, we want that last game of the season to be meaningless for both teams, and that will effectively become our bye week. If we have to play the Brownies for the division title week 17, that's not good for either team. Yeah. So, as far as the, the – now, as I said to my, my youngest guy yesterday, listen, we're either going to be 14 and – uh, Thirteen and uh, one, or twelve and two, whatever we're going to be if we if we if we split the next two games. Either way, it's not a bad thing. In my eyes, the single most important thing I want to see against this game. First of all, you want to win every game, but 
can we compete offensively? If we play a great game and we lose to Buffalo 28-24 to and our offense has been resurrected from the dead and nobody gets hurt, I'll be satisfied that we've corrected the situations and we'll be playoff ready. If we go out to Buffalo now and we see a continuation of everything that we've seen for the past month, then it's time to, as they say in Star Trek, go to Red Alert and launch the pod. Because at that point, we're in trouble. If we lose 28-3 to three to, the, to, to the Buffalo Bison, we are in trouble because we're right. not having an improvement. And sometimes things just break and they're not fixable. So what we're going to find out is can these situations be diagnosed and fixed? Every analyst we've talked to, we all know what the problem is. Now let's go out. If you lose 28-24 to 24 in the fourth quarter, okay, you played well. Hopefully you got no injuries. You go out next week, you beat the Bengals, and, you, and you're 12-2. and two. And that can never be a bad thing in the NFL to be 12-2, and two, so let's not panic. I will panic, you know, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm, you know, as far as Vince Williams, to me, Vince Williams just got his bye week. We're going to be in the playoffs. What we don't need is injuries stacking up. So Vince Williams sitting out a week with COVID, to me, that's one less guy I got to worry about this week. Just like last week with Pouncey. Yeah, yes, we didn't win the game, but Pouncey got his week off. These old timers now, they're going to need a break. They, they, we haven't had a, we have not had that bye week. That's a, and not only have we not had the bye week, we've been jerked around with the schedule. So we don't need right. So we our guys look tired, emotionally tired. The young kids are tired. We got to we, we need a little help from the, the dirty birds so we can get a bye week. <laughs> Dan, I'll say this. I like I like your rant. I thought I thought it was very thoughtful and everything else. But I will tell you this: Tunch and I both come from an era uh, prior to the bye weeks coming in, the latter part of the '80s, latter part of our career. We'd go 23 weeks, you know, 20 whatever it was, 22 weeks or whatever. We stayed in the uh, playoffs. Um, but that's the way it was, you know. And I remember when everyone was saying, you know, when you hit the uh, hit the wall as a rookie. I don't know, man. You never had a chance to hit the wall because right. the practices were too hard. <laughs> well, your body gets – you get used to being what you use, what you get used to. I said I always talk about, you know, my son's third-generation policeman. My father worked midnights to eight every three weeks for 20 years. There How you he go. managed to stay – you know, so now, now these guys have a cushy choice. They work 12-hour days. They get – you know, every, all, the whole world is softened up since, since, that, since we were chosen. That's but a that's true word, normal. buddy. That's – that's just their normal. I can't. I don't. Doesn't make them any better than us. That's just their normal. Right. But again, let's enjoy a a, a vicious physical brownie raven beatdown, and then let and hopefully the ravens come out on top, and then let's just let's let's take care of the bison. But if we lose the game, we lose it well, and we don't have any injuries. I'll be satisfied come Monday. Morning. I can't. I can't agree on on losing well. I I know I what you're lose. saying. I know what you're saying. And I'm hoping that, you know, hey, if things go south, you know, you, you, there's no moral victories. Right. Like you said, you know, we, we both know that. But I understand what you're saying. The offense, I want to see the offense do what they needed to do in the last couple of weeks. And you know? that's, like that, that's said, run the ball. The yeah. Like Pat Benadot said, you're going to get your best shot. <laughs> if, if the Kansas City, I'll be honest with you, the Kansas City Chiefs disappeared tomorrow and you put him in the NFC. And you told me I had to bet $1,000 who, who was going to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. If it wasn't my beloved Steelers, I'd go to Buffalo. They're a well-balanced They team. are. You guys have watched the film. You're talking about this quarterback. Yeah. Is, is, this, is, this, this is the real deal. No doubt about yes. it. Dan, thank you so much, brother. Enjoy Try that roast beef Sunday. I'm telling you, it's killer. Absolutely yeah. killer.
All right, that's enough. Okay, so we lost Dan. All right, we'll be back with more. We got uh, who do we got left on the phone? We got Cr. We'll get to uh, you, Juan Carlos. uh, All right, we'll be back with more after this. It's Dungeon Wolf in the locker room wrapping it up. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Pat Benatar is yelling, hit me with your best shot. Yes. And uh, Mike Tomlin is saying, we got to lick our wounds. <laughs> well, the whole thing about it is we're going to find out what, what they're doing right. this Sunday night. So. Right, right. Let's go to the phone. CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room. Chicago. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Amen. Preaching to the choir, buddy. Amen. All right. I appreciate you guys. Hope everything is going well. Uh, I'm glad you got uh, uh, to get get a chance to talk with uh, a guy on on the uh, in the background back there about that information. So we talk about that some other time. But anyway, I want to say a shout out to inside the locker room, Baker Thirty Dozen Club. We're still at 82 people. Um, hey, um, Danny, that was some good stuff you put out there, man. I really appreciate that. You uh, uh, you did an excellent job. And, uh, hey, Juan, where the heck do you be getting all that information from, man? You be coming up with some good stuff, man. <laughs> so, so, and uh, Scott, Cuban Dan, and Dorian, uh, what part of the country you guys located in, man? That would be nice to know. Um, hey, guys, don't forget the, the iHeartRadio app, the Steeler Nation Radio app. Call the locker room at 412-919-1316. Hey, guys, as far as the game is concerned, um, I've got some questions I want to ask you because I know you're pretty sharp. Uh, keys to the game, uh, one would be um, quarterback Allen, who is a second in turnovers, uh, versus um, a free safety uh, Fitzpatrick. What are your comments on that? So, you know, I, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, Josh Allen – uh, when he's uh, rushed, he throws into coverage, and uh, you know he's uh, he, he he's got interceptions to make, and so uh, we're I think we're gonna get we're gonna get him. You know, the big thing about it is we've got to come out and establish some sort of running game. Right. Defensively speaking, you got to come out and you got to go at that same high intensity, high velocity 
uh, action you got to have that you need to, to rush the passer. You're going to have to maintain your discipline in watching Josh Allen because this guy is a, he's a dual threat. He's a he's a, he's he's a good uh, player. Well, he can you know he run the ball, he can pass the ball. So they he's got a lot of tools around him. And here's here's my problem: gunslinger. Yeah, and what I'm worried about is uh, the lack of uh, linebacker depth at the inside linebacker. Yeah, uh, without Vince Williams, um, the running game takes a little more prominent role. Without Robert Spillane, and uh, yes, you, without Robert Spillane and, as well. And uh, Yuli Gilbert. Well, we'll see. Yuli may be up or may may not be. Um, the fact is, it's still thin regardless. So right. we shall see. Uh, and my, my second key is uh, Pittsburgh uh, 28th against the rush versus the Bills 25th at rushing. What do you comment on that one? You know, right now you've got two poor rushing attacks. Yeah. You know, and I, the Bills, though, I will say this. You watch them. When, they, when you flip on the tape and watch them, they got more on the bone. Yeah. They, um, they've got bigger holes. They've got more. Uh, they just don't run the ball that much. Yeah. And Mitch Morse and uh, their, their guards uh, pull well. And uh, uh, Devin Singletary is a, is a great back. But he's stocky. Yeah. <laughs> If you listened to the show earlier, that was a running joke between Tunch and I. Ponzi so. has been activated. Karen, Yay. Karen, very uh, good. Just texted me. Well, you figured that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it was coming anyhow. But thank you, Karen. Yeah. And the last one is uh, Pittsburgh D is second against the pass versus the Bills uh, offense, who is third uh, in passing. What do you comment on that one? Well, again, you know, you've got to get after Josh Allen. You got to shut off the run. You got to be able to win on first down, create longer third and unmakeable situations, third eight, third nine, third and ten, and you got to play your keys. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what it's it's always about. That. And and you have to get after Josh Allen, right? And you you got a chance to sack him. You better sack him. Yeah, he's a gunslinger. He can run. He's got a good arm. He's got. Uh, he runs the quarterback draw well. He uh, fakes well. He uh, he's great on play action passes. So CR, we got to get on to uh, we got Juan also. I know you want to find out where he's from. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I want to find out where you get that information from. Okay. We'll stuff. ask him. Hey guys. Yeah. In this house, we are diehard fans. In this house, we are very passionate. In this house, we're still a nation. In this house, we're family. Hey. In the meantime, and in COVID-19 between time, at 11 and 1, here we go, Steelers, here we go. All right, thank you, CR. All right, CR, let's go to Juan in Charleston, South Carolina. Juan, welcome to the locker room. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing good. Now, CR wants to know where you get all your info. (laughs) I heard him, I heard him. Shout out to my guy, the Dirty Dozen Plus One. Hey, I, I just be Googling things, and it just comes out so that way I get it from. <laughs> Very good. All right. So it's the Google Meister. Yeah. Well, um, I, all right. I know I've been on the road, but I'm just I'm going to get a simple one this week. Hey, okay. I'm thinking we just going, we're, going, we're going to win this game. We got this game because um, we see Pouncey is back and Connor is back, so I think we're going to get this one, guys. What you guys think? Yeah, you know uh, the the uh, months uh, the the uh, uh, web page from uh, the Steelers uh, uh, website is uh, the Steelers activated center Mark Pouncey from the reserve COVID nineteen list on Friday. Pouncey was placed on the reserve COVID list on 
December 2nd. Started 10 games this uh, this season before missing the Baltimore and, uh, and uh, Washington games. In his uh, in his absence, first year, J.C. Hassenauer started the last two games. Okay. And linebacker Vince Williams is the only player currently on the reserve uh, COVID-19 list. He was placed on uh, December 9th, 10th. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we pretty thin at linebacker, but I think the guys we got will do step up and do the right thing. But I'll let you guys go. I know we got a couple more guys to try to get in. You got a staff for us, Juan. Now, come on. Huh? Well, I ain't got nothing this morning. I do some <laughs> research this weekend. I have something for you Monday morning. All right, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> thank you, Juan. God Appreciate you, brother. God bless. All right. Thank you, Juan. Let's go to Carlos. In El Paso, Texas, Carlos, welcome to the locker room. Morning, boys. How are you guys? Fabulous. How you doing, Carlos? We're doing fabulous. I'm doing great. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Well, thank you for calling. We appreciate. Thanks you. for calling, Carlos. Yes, sir. I got to give my shout out to uh, CR because that's the that's the only way I remember the number. I wrote it down. <laughs> Well, CR does a great job. We we love CR, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Uh, I'm uh, I'm a little uh, scared of this uh, Sunday, guys. As Punch says, and uh, the running game. You know our our defense. Right. Not so much. Uh, I don't know. You know, here's here's the thing that's nice, Carlos, that I love about this, and Tunch will back me up on this because back in the day when you were going to what would be perceived as an overwhelming sort of, you know, ominous road trip to a big game, the Raiders out in L.A. and what have you, you used to thrive on that. Yeah, you loved yeah. that. You know, Chicago, you know, and things like that. I mean, it was just – it was exciting because all the odds are stacked against you, and it's you and your fellows surrounding you, and it's a great time. It is exciting, and I, I think that's the kind of anticipation the Steelers got to have. And, Carlos, my, my rookie year – I was on the special teams, and I was running down uh, under a uh, kickoff uh, to Buffalo, and I hit the guy with the – I busted the wedge with the side of my head, and I went uh, dingy. Uh, and, and, I, I, I got, and I had to come on uh, in relief of him. I got up and I said and, – and, you know, and um, in Buffalo, they wear a lot of uh, – uh, they let a lot, wear a lot of blaze orange – and I was looking up at the sky, and I was going, wow, dude. He was so messed up, and I was trying to ask him. I go, what, what, are you R3 or R4? He's like, uh, <laughs> I love the stories you guys tell, man. Oh, we've had some times, let me yeah, tell you, my friend. We've had some times, uh, Carlos. Yeah, well, there. Well, we'll see what happens. And uh, Yes. I wanted to ask you, you guys, what's your uh, – Hey, Tunch, what's your uh, go-to cigar there, man? What's my uh, Baccarat? I, 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 oh. I, I love Baccaracs. What about you, Wolf? Um, La Gloria Cubano. I love those. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we can light up one after uh, Sunday's victory, man. <laughs> that yes, would be nice. That's right. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, guys. Thank All you. right, thank, thank you, you so man. much, brother. Thank you, Carlos. God Appreciate bless it. you, buddy. God, love you guys. thank love you. Me. Love you guys. Love you too, buddy. Take care. All right. All right. Uh, 
Let's go to Harry in Texas. Harry, welcome to the locker room. How you doing, bud? Hi. It's it, it's a weird it's weird as heck down here. One minute it's raining and seventy degrees. Next minute it's raining and forty degrees. Wow. Wish, my, wish Mother Nature get her mind out. <laughs> All right. So what do you got for us, brother? Uh, you said Splain's not activated. No, Splain. Well, he's activated. He's. I think he's hurt. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to play. At least he has not been practicing that I, I last checked. Okay. We need him back. Yes. Back. Avery, Avery Williamson, he's getting the gist of the defense, but just we can't put him out there all the time to pull up snaps like um, Splane and Bush at the beginning. We got one minute, brother. I hope Mike Tomlin pulled a Chuck Noll on the boys. Pad day. That's what we need. We need a pad day. Well, it would have been nice. I know it. That's the problem in this day and age with the new CBA and the right. COVID intensive stuff. The further you get away from pad days, the higher the pad level rises. You know, you see guys out there and they're not breaking down. They're not getting underneath. So thank you so much, brother. Please call us back. I'm sorry that the, we didn't give you enough time to be able to talk it all out, but I appreciate you so much. So uh, God bless you, Harry, and uh, thank well, you for listening to, uh, uh, to the locker room. Absolutely. And he's Wolf. I'm Touchy. You're in a locker room. And we're out of here. <laughs>